Hi, good morning, everyone. We, uh, we had Jackie Pullinger in this very room on Tuesday, and she spoke to um, all sorts of different groups of people. She spoke to our 12 o'clock service and different organizations which have a heart to see people set free from addiction. So we had Teen Challenge, we had Carpenter's Arms, Jericho Road, a, a number of different ones. And she actually spoke for well over an hour uh, this morning, and um, she had about an hour and 45 minutes. So we thought we'd move things around a bit to allow me a similar amount of time to, to speak to you as well. So I hope that's okay. No. <laughs> uh, we, we're, as JP said, we're flipping things around because today truly is a celebration Sunday. And so I'm going to spend just a short amount of time talking. We're then going to hear from Duncan and Hannah. We're going to lay hands and pray for them. And then we're going to spend the majority of time thanking, worshipping God, praising him for what he is doing and has done with us as a church. We follow a God that speaks to us, don't we? I know that because he's been speaking to me this morning. He's been speaking to many of you this morning. Let's reflect on that truth for a moment. God, the creator of the universe, the king of kings, the lord of all, our saviour, the one who's bigger, higher, totally holy, the one who is outside of time and space, yet because he loves us and longs for a relationship with us, comes and walks alongside us and speaks to us on a day-by-day basis. He speaks to us. And not only does he speak to us individually, he also speaks to us from a church perspective. So Grace Church, right at the very start of, um, of when we came up to Nottingham, God spoke to us about being an Antioch church, So this is uh, in reference to the church in Antioch, and it's a church that plants other churches. So let's start by reading Acts 13, verse 2, which is about this church in Antioch. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid hands on them and they sent them off. After praying and fasting, there was a recognition on Paul and, uh, or Saul as he's referred to here, and Barnabas's life to be sent on a journey of preaching the gospel, of doing works of the kingdom, and, then, and works of the kingdom include things such as uh, serving the poor, being family together, and then off the back of those two things, churches being planted. That's what it means to be an Antioch church. And similarly, as leaders, and with Duncan and Hannah, they, we felt such a call of God upon them to go to Manchester. Now, they're not going to Manchester to plant or to, to start a church with other Christians. They're not going just to gather a bunch of Christians. They're not going because we want a pin on the map there. So we've got a pin on the map in Nottingham, got a pin on the map in Birmingham, and we'll use our third pin for Manchester. You know, they're not even going because they love Manchester, strange as that might sound. Although Duncan stopped listening to Taylor Swift, and, um, and he started to get into bands like the Stone Roses and Oasis. 
Um, <laughs> strange, isn't it? Hannah suddenly got interested in like the social history of, I don't know, rave culture in the 90s with, uh, <laughs> with the Hacienda nightclub. It's, it's bizarre. They've got a supernatural love for Manchester. Greater Manchester has a population of almost three million people. And it's fair to say that most of those people do not know what it means to be in relationship with Jesus. Zooming out and looking at the UK uh, setup for a moment, what, what, what the health is like for UK churches. And there was a recent survey of church life in the UK, and it shared that taking into account a church being on average 130 people, which is actually slightly bigger than the average, as a UK, if we want to see people's lives transform, we need 50,000 more churches in the UK. 50,000. In Manchester, there are a great many churches doing excellent work. But many more are needed. In one of Duncan's first meetings with a pastor up there, Duncan seems to have just gone for coffee with every single <laughs> church pastor. If, if you see him shaking, it's not the Holy Spirit, it's, uh, <laughs> it's Kathy. But and in, one of those, in one of those first meetings, the, one of the leaders of a major church in Manchester said, Manchester needs more churches. You know, there's a recognition of that. And so we want to contribute. We want to play our part to the church scene in Manchester and have a Grace Church-style church in Manchester declaring the good news of what it means to, to follow, follow God. Duncan and Hannah are going to do the work of preaching the gospel they're going to do the works of the kingdom, and then off that, Revelation Church is going to thrive and grow and develop. That's what it means to plant a church, and that's why we bang on about planting churches a lot. That's why we're, we're doing the stuff. As a church, um, as Grace Church, Birmingham was our first church plant, and we've seen that go from strength to strength. Manchester's our second, and there will be more to come. In fact, some of you in this room right, right now will be part of future church plants. And so we must remain open to the Spirit's guidance, to what he's saying to us as we play our part in making Jesus' name famous across the earth. Amen? Amen. We um, describe ourselves as a, as a church that sends people. It's part, as I said, it's been part of our DNA right from the start, and it's part of our core values. So we've got 10 values that we just put up on our website. And this is what we say. This is our definition of what it means to be ascending church. Our calling, beyond, our calling extends beyond the borders of this city. We are committed to developing and sending teams of people to preach the gospel and start churches across the UK and beyond. That's our big vision. That's what we're hoping and praying into. That's what we believe God has called us to do. But it's worth recognising right now that there's personally a cost, isn't there? There's a cost to sending such good friends. Duncan and Hannah and the wonderful team that's going, it's safe to say that Grace Church, without them, would not be quite so full of life, would not be the, the, the place that I hope you feel is a, is a wonderful place to worship on Sunday after Sunday. 
However, in spite of the cost, when God speaks, when the Lord asks us to give away, our only response should actually be yes. And the wonderful news is that when you respond to God and you respond by saying yes and you respond by giving away, he's actually faithful to us. This is what it says in 2 Corinthians 9 verses 6 to 8. Let me read that. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to make all grace abound in you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. For us to follow in our Father's footsteps, the one who sent his Son, the most generous gift of all, so that we can come into relationship with him, for us to be a generous people, the principles of this passage apply, and they apply not only from a financial perspective, not only uh, as we give away our, our money, which as a church we've been really generous in doing, but also as we give away our resources, our people. And the passage applies that as we give away our resources for his glory, he then in his wisdom gives us more resources, which we then give away for his glory, and then he gives us more resources, and it's kind of an upward cycle there's a cost to giving away, but there's also incredible joy. It's sad to lose the, the team that we're losing from Revelation Church, and um, I don't know if there'll be tears later as we pray for them. There'll definitely be emotion, but there's a great joy, and we find it in Jesus. And as I said earlier, Revelation Church will be like this church, but in Manchester, with Duncan and Hannah's unique way of, and of leading it, a variation on the vision. And so it's helpful, isn't it, for us to reflect and think about what sorts of blessing this church has had on you in your time here. When I think about it for Emily and I, this is the place where I learned to worship in the spirit all those years ago. This is the place where I learned from a prophetic perspective to grow in my gifting there. This has shaped my understanding of how we pray for people to receive the gift of tongues. This is where I've been part of such a loving community and been able to go deeper in my understanding of what it means to, to be loved and be in relationship with God. How has your life been changed? Is this, is this somewhere where maybe you came to faith? You became a Christian, maybe you got baptised here? You know, what has changed for you since being part of Grace Church? Now let's think for a moment about what it's going to look like to have Revelation Church in Manchester. What, what amazing things are going to be accomplished there? People's lives set, set free. People finding joy and freedom. Hope where there was no hope. Addictions broken. broken. Genuine community. You know, a place where you can be yourself and be broken, and be surrounded by people who will support and love and care for you. 
And then in heaven, we're going to meet people who came to faith because as a church here, right here, right now, we were generous with our resources, both financial and in the people we gave away. Isn't that amazing? We're going to meet people in eternity because of what you did on Together Sunday all that time ago and how, how we've um, freed up Duncan and Hannah and their team. We send people to plant churches in cities around the nation because it's actually the best investment imaginable. It doesn't fade. It doesn't, um, it, it doesn't lose its value. In fact, it lasts for eternity. It keeps on multiplying. And then even in the here and now, it transforms the places that we live. We're going to meet people every, sun, every year at our Together events that, know, that have got to know God because of your generosity, because of what your sacrifice. We are a family, aren't we? We're, we're in this together. And as we hear from God and respond to the call he has on our life, lives to plant churches by giving away people and resources, we're investing in eternity. We send because we're following in his footsteps as well. We send because he first was sent. We're following in the footsteps of the one who saved us. It's good news.